Hello and welcome to episode one of the Candid Podcast, Truth and Lies and the Difference. So on this podcast, we're going to be talking about current events, hot topics, biblical truths, and pretty much just anything I feel like talking about, but all from not only a Christian perspective, but under the authority of the word of God. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to know what's true. And you may be wondering, well, Reina, why did you pick this topic for your first episode of the podcast? And, you know, to that, I would say in this podcast, Lord willing, every single episode will be submitted under the authority of scripture. So I wanted to lay a foundation from the beginning that what we're going to be doing is all going to be submitted under the authority of scripture. And so I'm hoping that I can you know, not only show you and equip you with what it looks like to um, submit your life to the word of God, but also it gives you a peek um, on how I'm putting these episodes together and where exactly I'm getting my opinions on the things that I talk about. So I'm hoping that, you know, these will provide you tools on how to fight the lies of not only the culture, but I mean, ultimately the enemy. Um, and give you a framework of what exactly I'm doing as I approach each episode. So in this day and age, when truth seems so obje- so subjective, I mean, people are saying things like, oh girl, just do you and, you know, be your own God and we'll just manifest this and practice this air quote, if you can't see me on YouTube, fun thing. Um, we should enact these sorts of laws or this is right and that's wrong. We need to, as believers, know, well, what does the Bible say? That needs to be our very first response. Um, Our hearts are wicked, so we cannot be trusted to decide what is good and what is not good. um, Because as the Bible tells us that we are sinful and that everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. And knowing that, and we know that our hearts and our flesh have a bent in our in a proclivity towards sin, we need to look to something other than ourselves as the foundation for truth. So ultimately, what is God's word useful for in present day culture um, as we're approaching these topics? So what I would say to that is ultimately the Bible is our measuring stick Um, as new quote unquote, new ideas come to us um, in fancy and quippy forms, we can use the Bible, the authoritative word of God as ultimately a measuring stick. So as something comes up, we have our Bible measuring stick and we can compare it and say, okay, well, this, um, the world is saying this, but as I'm digging into scripture, I'm seeing that really scripture is saying this. So ultimately it's going to equip us to better confront Um, the challenges or even just um, the conversations that are happening around us from a Christian um, and God honoring perspective. So how are we going to do that? Um, You're going to hear me say, say this a lot on this podcast because I truly believe that the Bible is um, useful to the life of the believer and not just useful, but ultimately essential. So what I'm going to say is let's see what the Bible says. 
So the Bible says about itself in 2 Timothy, 2nd, excuse me, Timothy 3:16 through 17, it says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for rep- for reproof or rebuking, for correction and for training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All of it, all of scripture was breathed out by God with his authority and his intention and his plan. And it's useful for us in the ways that it just said so that it has a purpose so that we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So clearly scripture is not just an interesting read in the evening. If you thought the Bible was just like, you know, a fun book of fairy tales or, you know, fun book of stories that you could take with you to bed and you can piece it open, kick your feet up, uh, pop open a bottle of wine and really relax and just empty your mind. You know, this is not, this is not that sort of book at all. The Bible is actually useful for your daily life as not only an instruction manual, but really to get to know God, the character of God, um, ultimately and the character of God ultimately. So given that the Bible is truth, supreme truth, and even the standard of all truth, how are we supposed to interact with it? So Romans 15, four says, For whatever was written before was written for our instruction so that through our endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we may have hope. So again, we're told that the purpose of the Bible, the purpose of the scriptures was given for our instruction so that as we press on towards the goal um, and as we continue on this side of eternity, we will be encouraged by scripture and we could have hope. Um, So I just want to give us a couple of um, ways that we can practically interact with the scriptures. If you're not somebody who is regularly interacting with scriptures or with scriptures with the scripture, the holy word of God, or um, a person who has grown up in the faith, um, you may not know ways that God calls his people to interact with his word. So I want to cover a few of those today. So the first way that we can interact, and I want to pause here, actually, I want to say that this is obviously not an exhaustive list. Um, I cannot um, or I have not come up with every possible way that we could interact with God's word um, as specifically as heart attitudes, like with trust and, you know, things like that. But I want to provide you with just specifically practical things that I've seen in God's word um, that I hope help you practically. Okay, unpause. We'll dive back in. So the first way that we can interact with God's word is through hearing. So hearing the word of God involves listening, but not just in any heart attitude, but with a heart attitude of humbleness. The um, the Bible says that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So our heart attitude as we're approaching the word of God is that we are humble. The Bible also says that the fear of the Lord is be- the beginning of wisdom. So if we are hoping to learn from God's word and be changed by God's word, which is wisdom applied or, or which is knowledge applied, which is wisdom, then we will be approaching God's word in reverence with the right heart 
attitude of humility because we want to be inviting the Holy Spirit in to help us to one, understand it and to apply it to our lives. The second way that we can interact with scripture um, is by reading the Bible. So <laughs> reading the Bible cultivates um, relational intimacy with God. So it's going to familiarize you with God, who he is and how he acts. You're going to become intimately um, familiar with his character and what he would have you do in response. And there's no way you can really know that without reading the word. I mean, um, obviously there is general revelation. God does, you know, proclaim his glory from the skies and, you know, from the mountains and the way that the oceans, um, work in tandem with the moon and how beautiful you are knowing intrinsically in your heart of hearts that or knowing in your heart of hearts that you are, um, intrinsically valuable and made in the image of God. Those things may be written in our hearts plain to see so that we may not be without excuse, as it says in Romans 1. Um, however, knowing the moral standard um, of how God would have us act and knowing more about him to know him more deeply comes with interacting with the word and doing it on a regular and daily basis. Psalms 1 says to meditate on God's law day and night. So with the same fervor, even that you, um, you eat, uh, you eat food. Um, Jesus calls himself the bread of life with the same fervor that you constantly nourish your body would be the same fervor that the Bible mirrors that you should nourish, nourish your spiritual self. The third way that you can interact with scripture is by studying it. Studying the Bible is a little bit different than reading the Bible. So reading the Bible is, you know, um, what I would say like a high level overview. You're reading, you know, chapter by chapter, you're reading chapters at a time per se, or maybe books at a time. You're just going through it. Um, but the difference between reading and studying is that studying takes that next step and getting the background, historical context, looking for repeating words, um, looking to the original language to get um, a better understanding of what those words really meant. So it's just taking a more in-depth um, look at the word um, and studying the Bible helps you to make sense of what the Bible teaches and allows the Holy Spirit to use God's word to ultimately transform your life. Um, in Romans 12, it tells us not to conform to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, which comes in scripture, that we'll be able to test and prove what God's will is. It's his good, pleasing, and ultimately his perfect will. The fourth way that you can interact with God's word is through memorization. So memorizing portions of God's word invites the renewing of your mind that Paul was talking about in 12 and Romans 12 too. It allows you to take the word of God and put it in your heart to make it a part of your life. And it serves as a powerful tool to strengthen your faith. So when you memorize scripture, it's what really helps us to combat the lies with truth. For example, when culture says, oh, girl, follow your heart, you know, just do whatever your heart says, you know, like it's whatever's inside, you know, just trust yourself. You know that, okay, take a step back. Well, does the Bible have something to say about this? Yes, it does. Jeremiah 17, 9 says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick 
who can understand it. So the Bible is useful for teaching us, for training us in the way that we should go and memorizing God's word or storing it up in our hearts helps us to combat the lies with the truth from God, which ultimately is a gift from him because lies are empty and they leave us empty. Um, But the truth is what truly satisfies us and brings us life and joy and peace. So the fifth way that you can interact with God's word is through meditation. Um, meditating is not what you may think of as like a common practice. If you're like familiar with Buddhism or, um, with, you know, modern day meditation where it's just like, if you can see me on YouTube, oh, you're like just clearing your mind. You're like, okay, you know, focus on every part of your body and, you know, clear your mind. That is not what um, biblical meditation is. And I'm not making a commentary on um, modern day meditation. Um, but what I am saying is that biblical meditation is different in that instead of having um, the reader empty their mind or the engager empty their mind, but rather the reader fill their mind, on the contrary, fill their mind um, with the word of God. So meditation is actually a time to reflect or to ruminate, to really just like over and over and over again on biblical truth, always with the expectation that God is going to draw you near as you pay close attention to him through his word. Um, And I also want to take a quick aside and say that every time you open God's word, I would um, encourage you to first pause and pray and ask God, um, ask the spirit to give you wisdom. James one tells us that God grants wisdom graciously without rebuke to those who ask or not graciously, but rather generously without rebuke to those who ask. So I would encourage you to pause and to pray and say, Lord, um, I need help to understand your word. Give me understanding, give me wisdom to understand it, that I could rightly apply your word. Um, that is, will be incredibly helpful because um, <laughs> the um, the hope of the gospel, as the Bible says, is foolishness to those who are perishing. And if we are without Christ, we will not understand it. So if, um, especially if you don't know Christ, but I would say to anyone who's reading the Bible, we need the Spirit's help um, to bring us to a right understanding of what the word is saying. So back on track, the very last um, way to interact with scripture that I would bring up to you is obeying scripture. James 1.22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. The Bible is a book that inspires action in the lives of those who faithfully interact with it. But Even more than that, it commands us to act differently because we have interacted with it. We obey um, God ultimately to honor God with our lives as an outpouring of gratitude for what he bought for us at the cross. When we can sit back and survey the great sin that we have and how we were ultimately totally dead in our sins without God, but we knew the love of Christ because he sent his son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins, paid our debt, and then not only um, gave us a way to be in eternity with God and have salvation, to not be eternally separated, but also sits on the right hand of God even now and intercedes on our behalf. How could we not 
pray, um, obey him out of the outpouring of what he has done. Because that's not just a God who made a sacrifice. That's not just um, a, a God who was like, well, well, you know, I'm going to sacrifice myself and made a way, but loves us so much that is even now still wanting and desiring our hearts and daily interaction with us. Um, so now what do you do um, with what I just told you? Test everything. Ask God and seek out the truth in scripture. Scripture is there for you as a tool. Um, It is your sword, so use it. Ask God to give you the wisdom to understand it better and to rightly handle it so you can rightly apply it to your life. Um, There is a war on truth, and um, if you don't know what truth is, you will fall for lies. For example, after Jesus fasted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and he was praying to the Father, Satan appeared to him to tempt him. But Satan didn't just appear to him to tempt him with just baseless lies. He tried to tempt him with scripture itself. And if Jesus had not known the word and been able to rightly handle the word and divide the scriptures, he would have been, is giving an example that you could be misled by somebody who is using the truth and twisting it into lies. So if you don't know the word, the twisted version of it and lies will tickle your ears, as scripture says in Timothy, but ultimately it's going to leave you empty. So I hope this episode was encouraging to you um, and is a helpful tool as you continue to interact with the world and gives you a good idea of how I'm going to be approaching every episode as I bring my quote unquote opinion to the episodes, which is really just going to be me seeking out the word um, and asking God, um, what does he say about this topic? So before I take off, I want to let you guys know about a new rhyming Bible called A Tale Divine in Rhythm and Rhyme. It is written in the form of a poem with illustrations, and honestly, it reminds me a lot of Dr. Seuss, and the book is geared toward children. So if you have kids or you know someone with kids, this could be a book um, that you cycle into your nightly reading routine because it's just a fun and kid-friendly take on the word of God. So I've added the link in the description of this podcast episode. So please check it out if you are interested. And I would also say, if you can leave me a review, five star, maybe if you'd like to, if you like it, um, please leave your feedback as well. Um, I want to grow as this podcast grows and continue to give you um, better and better content. So please leave your feedback. Um, I greatly appreciate you um, taking the time to do so. And I also want to want to say if you want to connect with me outside of just this podcast, um, my handle is Raina, my first name, J, my middle initial, Paddock's my last name for both my Instagram and my Twitter. And those are my handles. So if you want to connect with me um, outside of this uh, podcast, I would love to connect with you and to get to know you more. So, all right. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Candid Podcast. And I'm looking forward to meeting up with you guys again next week. Talk to you soon.